0: It's a mystery still looming over the Hampton Roads community. Not prosecutors are disappointed with today's results. Hey, everyone. Welcome to my channel. My name is Amanda, and on this channel, we talk about all things true crime related. Sometimes it can be deep dives. Or other times, like in today's case, we will talk about some true crime in the news. I want to start off by reminding you to subscribe to the channel and like this video if you do like it. And don't forget to turn on notifications because I release at random times. In today's video, I want to start off by talking about J.J. Vallow. He was in the news recently. As we all know, J.J. Vallow is the son of convicted murderer Lori Vallow. So seven-year-old Joshua Vallow, or J.J. Vallow, as most of the world has come to know, his remains are finally being released to his grandparents, Larry and Kay Woodcock. Just to put that in perspective for you, J.J. and his sister, his 16-year-old sister, Tylee Ryan, their remains were found buried on Chad Daybell's property back on June 9th, 2020. And they have been in the custody of the state of Idaho ever since. For those of you who aren't sure what I'm talking about when I talk about J.J. and Tylee being murdered, they were unfortunately murdered by their uncle, Alex. Their mother, Lori Vallow, and allegedly Chad Daybell, who was Lori Vallow's, at the time, boyfriend when the kids were murdered. Now, Lori was convicted of murder back in May of 2023. A huge trial. She's often been called the doomsday Call mom. Her brother, Alex, who is believed to actually have murdered the children, unfortunately, he died of natural natural causes back In December of 2019. And although they did an autopsy. They ruled his death of natural causes. I'm not sure if I believe that. There's way too much death. Surrounding this woman. To believe that someone could even die of natural causes. Especially because he. I believe he was only in his 40 I don't even know how old he was but he wasn't old enough in your mind to die from natural in my mind not your mind I can't tell you what you're thinking in my mind to die from natural causes and of course Alex passed away before anyone could be charged in the murders even before the kids were actually reported missing unfortunately so then there leaves Chad, who was set to go to trial in April 2024, he is facing the death penalty on three counts of murder, murder of JJ Vallow, murder of Tylee Ryan, and the murder of his wife, was who was Tammy Douglas Daybell. And her anniversary of her death was unfortunately yesterday. So it's important to remember her because a lot of people do talk about Tylee and JJ because unfortunately they are children in their lives who are taken very young. However, Chad's wife, Tammy, Life was taken by someone that she trusted. Now, like I said, the remains were found back in June of 2020, and it wasn't until recently that Judge Boyce signed off on releasing JJ's remains to his grandparents. So that's over three years of just waiting. And I know there's reasoning behind it. The state wanted to ensure that there was testing available for both Lori and Chad's defenses. It does look like they. Stipulated that they will no longer be testing anything with J.J. We're not really sure what the plan with Tylee's remains are right now. There was a little difference in how they were found. Unfortunately, Tylee was found in pieces. It appears that they tried to burn her after they murdered her. Where J.J. was found in a shallow grave wrapped in basically bags fully whole. So I'm very happy for Larry and Kay Woodcock because if it wasn't for them, this whole thing I don't think would have happened. They're the ones that raised the red flags back in, I want to say, December time. I believe it was like pre-actual COVID in the country. I was Googling what's happening in COVID in China and where are Laura Vallow's children? Unfortunately, it has not ended the way we wanted it to but hopefully as Chad's trial comes up, we will get justice for them and Tammy all over again and we can move on from Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell and move on with our lives while they both rot in jail. Now, if there's any important updates for Chad's trial, I will go ahead and let everybody know or if we hear the good news that at some point, Tylee's remains can be released as well. Another pretty fast update is in the Melly trial. I talked about that trial in the last true crime update, and that's more I talked about it because I found it interesting, the fact that the lead prosecutor was possibly going to be removed from the case, and this case is hinging on it starting relatively soon due to mistrial regulation. But it, it does appear that the judge in Mellie's trial has removed Christine Bradley as the lead prosecutor in this case, and that's because the defense might call her as a witness in regards to the lead detective investigating the deaths of YNW Juvie and YNW Sack Chaser, who were murdered back in October of 2018. That's what this whole trial is about, the deaths of those two young men. It appears that the lead investigator may have asked another deputy to lie, and this is something that the prosecution knew about but did not turn over to the defense. However, the defense reserves the right to call Christine Bradley as a witness witness, to the situation of the lead detective fibbing or lying or asking somebody else to lie, which is not good when you're trying to present their testimony in a murder trial. So a new prosecutor was added at least one. There could be more, but I saw that at least one was added. And the reason I saw this was because she helped bring... In another rapper's trial, it looks like it's the rapper of XX which we've talked about that trial on this channel. And I'm going to go into something else at the end that I thought was also interesting that has to link that trial. But the new prosecutor was brought on and it appears that they are attempting to start his trial. There was some discussion because the prosecution wanted a little more time to get the new prosecutor caught up. However, the defense was like, no, they've known that this has been an issue and we have a right to a speedy trial, which is 90 days from the mistrial which Melly received in July of 2023 because the jury deadlocked. It was nine to three with nine people thinking he was guilty and three people thinking he was not guilty. Um, So the judge had to declare a mistrial. With that, he wants to go back to trial. He's ready to, I'm assuming, go home as he would think. But the jury selection did start on that on Wednesday this week, which was two days ago, December 18th and December October 18th and October 19th, and it appears Voidier will happen at a later date. So that way that the trial has already started, but they're still giving the prosecution a little time to get it together. And I'm in the process of trying to put together a deeper dive, not every single detail, but what we learned from the first trial. So when you go into this, you know what's happening, or if I talk about it, you know exactly what the details of the case are. I saw last week that Robert Allen is now on the list to testify for this case, and that is one of the people who testified against the three who were convicted in the XXX Tenacion case or trial. He was one of the four that knew about the robbery and that they were basically going out just to rob people. He only got $5,000, I guess, out of the robbery that they committed and, after murdered XXX, so he was only given two years. I found that after in one of my videos, I couldn't find how long he was sentenced. After the other three gentlemen were sentenced, he was to be sentenced because he agreed to testify against them. Now I find it interesting that same prosecutor test or handled that case, and now the same defendant is coming to testify. I did read that Robert Allen was in the same prison as Melly, so I wonder if he's going to be some sort of confidential informant. I guess it'd be more like a. not confidential so i'm not sure if he's going to be more of like a inmate confession kind of thing so we'll go ahead and follow more of that like i said i'm getting into a deep dive with that one and i want to do one hopefully five time on the caitlin armstrong case because she's set to go to trial at the end of this month and she just tried to make a run for it which is crazy two runs for one person we'll go ahead and keep you updated on this case if anything crazy happens it's been a week in true crime because not only has the Caitlin Armstrong thing happened yesterday, Richard Allen's attorneys dropped the case or were request to withdraw. So now he's without legal representation. So that trial that's supposed to happen, I can't even remember when it was. In 2024, I would assume the beginning, it's on the tip of my tongue has been vacated for now. There's a hearing at the end of the month that should go over if he has new attorneys and they can go from there because nothing happened yesterday other than his attorneys withdrew. And that's kind of interesting because of that most recent affidavit, I guess, they released or accusations where they said that this was a religious sacrifice and made a lot of accusations. So we'll have to see if his new attorneys follow that route or if they go with a completely different route. I'll keep you updated on that one as well. Now, the last one I want to talk about is Natalie Hollowell. And now I know this seems like a lot of people are discussing what's happening. And that's just because it took over the world so much in 2005. And this family has been through so much bullshit. And I think that we need to talk about the resolution of her case, because up until this point, it's always been the disappearance of Natalie Hollowell. Now she was presumed dead, I want to say in 2012 maybe. She was presumed dead. However, these are answers that this family has been looking for for so long. Natalie Ann Hollowell was just 18 years old when her newly graduated senior class left for Aruba. The last time she was seen alive was May 30th, 2005, leaving a bar in Aruba with 17-year-old Yoren Vandersloot. Over the next 18 years, Jordan will remind us again and again how much of a piece of shit he truly is. Starting from 2005 when she went missing to some bullshit book he released in 2007 saying he didn't do it. And then 2010, we all know he extorted Beth Holloway, which is Natalie's mother, before he savagely beat 21-year-old Stephanie Flores Ramirez in Lima, Peru. Interestingly for lack of a better word, he murdered Stephanie on the five-year anniversary of Natalie's disappearance, May 30th, 2010. Joran would be caught a few days later, thankfully, and he would be convicted of Stephanie's murder and sentenced to 28 years in prison. I mentioned back in 2010, he attempted to extort Beth Holloway out of $250,000. He basically told Beth that if she paid him $250,000, he would tell her where the location of, his da- of her daughter's remains are. Of course, Beth agreed to pay this because what parent mother wouldn't if they could, saying that she'd pay him $25,000 up front and would send the remaining amount after they were able to find her remains. But in true urine fashion, as soon as he got the $25,000, he emailed Best Lawyer saying that all the information he gave them was garbage because he told Best Lawyer that that Natalie's remains would be under a house that his father once owned, but emailed saying this was not true and that he left basically the Netherlands, which is where he was staying when he received this money. It appears that he would fly to Bogota and then into Peru, where he would meet Stephanie at a casino with the money that they think he stole from Bath. And he would invite her back to his hotel room, savagely beat her and steal At least ten thousand dollars that she won that night in the casino now the u.s would actually charge yoren with extortion in june june 3rd of 2010 which was just a few days too late in regards to trying to get him arrested before he committed this unfortunate murder but it wasn't until june of 2023 that he would actually be extradited to the united states to be tried for the extortion charge. They did file a request by they, I mean the United States. The United States filed a request to have him extradited in 2012. However, Peru was like, no, 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 you can have him. But when we're done with him, after he finishes sentence. And then most recently, they filed a request to have him extradited as a lot of the witnesses and people on the Natalie, Natalie Hallowell case are getting older and they want to ensure that they see justice. Now, Iran Van der Schloot would go on to plead guilty for the extortion charge. and a part of his plea agreement he agreed to finally tell Natalie's parents Dave and Beth what happened with their daughter. So in a proffer on October 3rd, 2023 Njorn described going to the beach with Natalie he said that he wanted his friends Deepak and Satish to drop him off a few, like a little bit away from the hotel so that he could walk back to the hotel and and hopefully score with Natalie. However, as they're walking on the beach, they ended up laying down and making out and he attempted to feel her up. She shot him down. He went on with this. So she kneed him in the crotch. Unfortunately, this upset him because he is a piece of shit and doesn't understand that women have a right to say no to him. So he became enraged and ended her life by using a blunt object. From there, he said that he walked into the ocean and basically just dropped her in after walking in to the ocean, he just dropped her. Now I have questions about that part because wouldn't you think that she would just come back, wash back up to shore? However, I'm not an expert in any of that. It just seems like I don't know if that's true. Yoran is not the most trustworthy person when it comes to details, and I don't necessarily believe that he was honest with the police and Natalie's parents. I do believe that he took Natalie's life and I could understand that exact same thing happening on the beach. However, I'm not entirely sure that he disposed of her remains alone. There has been some talk of his father doing it. Deepak or Satish could have helped him. There's a lot of weirdness going along with his father. I did a deep dive into this research wise. I haven't recorded a video. I watched a documentary with her father and it's just heartbreaking. This entire story is every parent's worst nightmare. But I don't necessarily think that, like I said, he disposed of his remain, disposed of her remains by himself. But Beth held a press conference after his plea agreement. And she said that she believes him and that the statement was confirmed with a polygraph test. We all know they are admissible and it seems like a pathological liar. So I'm not Again, if, the, if her parents believe that this is what happened and this gives them closure, I'm not going to sit here and second guess it. It's just hard to believe anything that comes out of Jorin's mouth. Yorin was sentenced to 20 years as part of the plea agreement in the extortion case. Now, this is to be served concurrently with his Peruvian sentence, which means at the same time. And that does sound like some real bullshit because it sounds like he is not going to be serving basically any... Time for anything in regards to the Natalie Hollowell case. However, Beth went on to elaborate during her press conference and made a point to say that they just wanted answers. They cared more about answers. Then they cared about this extortion, really. And I can definitely understand that. And the family definitely deserves whatever they want, if they prefer, to get answers rather than see him in prison. Because he's going to be in Peruvian prison for a while anyways. Because that's where he's going, right? Any, any day now, basically. As soon as he was sentenced, he was set to go back to Peru. We'll see when he gets sent back there to finish out his sentence. I believe he had like 22 years left because... Like I said, he was ser- he was sentenced to 28 years for the murder of Stephanie. And then while he was in prison in 2021, he was convicted of distributing cocaine in prison. That's why when he gave this bullshit, I've changed and I just want the family to have peace. I don't know if I believe it, because how much have you changed? He said he was a man, a Christian man now and a man of God. And he really wanted to bring some closure. But just two years ago, you were bringing cocaine into the prison to sell. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure once he's done in Peru, Thailand wants him for sex crimes. I can't remember what. Sex trafficking, most likely. Also, it's crazy. I just wanted to mention that it appears that Aruba is on some bullshit too, because apparently they only have a 12 year statute, limita- statute of limitations for murder. For murder, 12 years, really. That's like, that's it. I'm not sure if that's changed since Natalie. Disappeared in 2005 because I believe whatever the laws were in 2005 would be followed now. I couldn't see anything. I've only seen what's reported on. Basically, he confessed and nothing can happen in Aruba either. So nothing in the United States because unfortunately she was not murdered here and it was not planned here. I know there was another one where I think it was her name's Heather something where she murdered her mother in Mac, Heather Mack, where she murdered her mother in Bali and was sentenced there and then came back here and was arrested for it because I believe she planned it here. Joran, I don't know if he's ever been to the States. Hopefully, this is our last time talking about Joran Van der because I hope to never speak of that piece of shit again. But I would not be surprised if he got all the way back to Peruvian jail and said that what he said was a lie and that would vacate the plea agreement. And I In the United States, I feel like that would be something that people wouldn't want to do. But at this point, why does he care? I don't know. I'm hoping positive vibes out of this, but we shall see. I'll keep you updated if anything changes. And now with that, remember to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Follow me if you're on podcast form listening to this, because I also do this on podcast form, True Crime with Amanda, if that interests you. Until the next video, stay safe out there. The world can be an ugly place. (music)